Hello and welcome to episode 21. No. Oh, it's 19. Episode 19 mm. of Die Hard in a Podcast. So, yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to look it up. I'm just going to assume it's 19. It's just We're just going to go with 19. 19 sounds right to me. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, and this week, we're kind of getting a little bit away from... Uh, like I would say <laughs> these are probably the furthest from the Die Hard-like movies that we've gotten. Um, yeah, because I couldn't really find anything Hard. about Die Hard. <laughs> uh, but we're doing uh, Big Trouble in Little China, which is the John Carpenter classic movie. And the movie that inspired it uh which is zoo warriors the mystic mountain zoo warriors from the magic mountain zoo I warriors believe. from the magic mountain i'm sorry i think so and like the new one it's like the, the the remake is like legend of zoo or something like that so and did you end up watching the the remake the 2016 or 10 version or whatever <laughs> 2001 2001 was <laughs> uh, I, I watched like an hour of it, and like I had to do, man. Like, like wow. I was just, it was like it's re- like you if you think Zoo Warriors is is uh, hard to follow, man. This one is just fucking. <laughs> yeah, Zoo Warriors was was kind of hard to follow. Although I did I did get the basic premise, which was there was a big tower of spikes that was the evil blood demon. And, yeah. and then there was a guy who fought with his eyebrows who was fighting the big tower of spikes. And then, like, the less... Long brows. Long brows, yes. Long brows yeah, was right. fighting the um, the blood demon. And then, like, the lesser magic warriors were trying to influence the outcome of that fight in one way or the other. I think that was one of many things happening <laughs> yeah there's a lot of, I'm, I'm definitely simplifying it there was a lot i mean there was a lot going on in that movie and like just when you get invested in a character like they would disappear they were gone you know they become like a weird z- zombie i feel like i'm not even sure what they were becoming like yeah the the blood demon was poisoning them and uh, kind of turning them into zombies but kind of turning them into like an evil version of themselves yeah, they, I think that's it's. I guess the last, like the last, like th- like tw- like the last like act of this movie is like it's like two thousand one, but like like martial arts style. Yeah, it's like you're just like I don't know what's happening. There's colors everywhere. There's like there's like weird like just like people flying through space. But, you know, yeah, there was definitely <laughs> the the final battle where they're just sort of flying through space, and and the great part about it is they're not like flying. It, in a straight line or anything they're just sort of like willy-nilly flying around in circles with no real direction or aim or you know it was almost like somebody took two cutouts of them and like shook them up in a bag and then filmed it it was kind of <laughs> you know um which is funny because it's like, like it's like at the time it was like state-of-the-art it was, it was just like this technology for this movie was like so top notch and you're like yeah well you know that was one of the things that i thought of the whole time i was watching the movie was i thought you know visually for 1983 and not only 1983 but like 1983 hong kong it was really kind of kind of good you know i mean there was a lot of effects that you didn't see in even in kung fu movies in china but like definitely not in america until you know like the mid 90s or even later you know yeah i mean this movie like like really kind of like was like the, the like one of the original like sci-fi like 
fantasy uh, martial arts films kind of like really paved the way for like a lot of stuff that we see now. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think it's still like, it's, oh, I mean, it's, it's super fun. Like, it's just like, I would, how do we even explain what's happening half the time? It's, and that's, <laughs> that's the tough part about us talking about this movie is that unless you've seen the movie, it's, it's, there's no real way to explain it. Like, imagine, <laughs> like, okay, imagine if you were watching Crouching Tiger and Hid Dragon. Okay, you were watching that movie, but you were, like, also on Crystal Meth and Acid at the same time. Like, if you took Crystal Meth and then took some acid and then watched Crouching Tiger and Hidden Dragon, it'd, it'd, you'd be about about where that movie was. Um, and, That's funny. Oh, go ahead. That's funny that you say that. That's funny you say that about the acid, because I was watching, I was like, man, if I'd, if I'd had this... We had our bootlegs. If I had bootleg of this, I would have totally like we were totally would have used this one and dropped acid to it. Yeah, sure. absolutely. There's no way around it. If like if back in the day we had had this movie <laughs> and everybody was tripping, we'd have said, "Hey, you got to check this out." This would definitely be on the playlist of like acid trips for sure. Yeah, and well, and one of the things that I really like and and made it so that I was definitely going to watch uh, this is that. Um, it, it's really heavily rooted in um, like Taoist and Buddhist myth, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. you know one of the things I've always been really fascinated with about um, like early Taoist myth and also early Buddhist myth is that you know you they didn't believe like oh the Buddha was this guy and he was this big savior kind of like Christians did you know is he was just like a really badass monk and if you're a really badass monk you actually get superpowers you know like that was part of their beliefs which yeah you know if you actually see Shaolin monks now you can see where that comes from because you know they do the regular and like that was their real belief was that if you were spiritually enlightened enough that you could fly and you could you know throw flying swords at people and Freeze what's people. What's the funny thing? I think that's I got more of that from the remake than from this one. Really? There is actually a, a like a, a character who's like who's killed, but they bring him back because he feels and this and that and blah blah. blah. Right. He doesn't know his name. Like he hasn't found his sword yet, is what they say in the mountain. Right. Like oh, he's he has emotions because he's not enlightened yet. Right. And stuff like that. And I think yeah. that, I think that happens in this too. I think at some point, like the, the couple of the characters, and that's when they become like the the Wonder Twins. Twins, whatever. right? Well, and did now did you <laughs> did you pick up on that? Because I was trying to find like while I was watching the Zoo Warriors movie, I was thinking, you know, the only real similarity uh, between Big Trouble in Little China and Zoo Warriors is that it 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 really delves into you know old Taoist and Buddhist myths with the demons and the sorcerers and all that. But then whenever I watched Big Trouble, like immediately after watching Zoo Warriors, I was like, wow, there's a lot of references in here. And I really think that he was making um, Jack Burton and Wang, that they were like the, the, the American representation of twin swords from the twin swords from the Zoo Warriors. Yeah, the one guy, oh, what are their names? I thought I wrote them down, but I don't think I wrote their name down. Well, it, it was like Soldier and Monk, wasn't it? Or yeah, something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that? Yeah, it was like something super simple, like yeah. monk, well, because because it was like monks, like uh, meant uh, like his like student, but then right. monk died, right? Because and, he got turned got turned into a zombie or something, and right? Then... And and you know, and then and that was real easy to pick up on that, you know, the twin swords were heaven and earth, um, and you know, soldier was earth, and the monk was heaven, 
But if mm. you if you notice in Big Trouble in Little China, the first thing that Jack Burton says to Wang is heaven and earth. Like he slaps the he slaps the uh, dominoes down, and he goes, "All right, Wang, heaven and earth." And then another part another part is when Wang's gonna go st- storm Lo Pang's t- temple to get um, his girlfriend back. He uh, mm. he says we're of one. He says I'm I'm of one spirit and one mind. And Jack Burton says, "No, we're of one mind, but two minds. I'm going mm-hmm. with you." And I went, you know, he's actually. I think he's actually kind of alluding <laughs> to Zoo Warriors a little bit in that, in yeah. that, you know, that they're just another representation where you know Jack Burton is Earth and Wang is Heaven. Yeah, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's that's awesome. No, no, I didn't catch any of that. But yeah, no, it was weird. And I mean, it, it, I don't think I'd have caught it either if it wasn't that I had just watched Two Warriors and then you know watched Big Trouble in Little China like right afterwards. But there's a couple of you know like really kind of subtle references where you know um, he references that they're like <clears throat> thinking the same and that one of them's heaven and one of them's earth. You know, and I mean. Jack Burton's yeah. like one of the best heroes ever. <laughs> I, I, if you quote unquote heroes, because he's like the worst hero, but he's like the best hero. He's the best hero. Well, like I was thinking about that because he goes and like he's totally bitching about how Wang owes him money, right? Mm. And then as soon as there's any kind of danger or Wang has like an actual dangerous problem, Jack mm. Jack's like I'm there, let's do it, you know. But then as soon as the danger goes away, he's like right back to bitching about how Wang owes him money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's that's the one thing. He's like he's very like eager to like help out his buddy, but he like he he's like no help whatsoever most right. of the time. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, and well, and, and if you look at if you look at Zoo Warriors, they were the same way. Is the yeah. two main characters up until the very very end they were just sort of the bumbling guys that happened to be around when all the immortals were fighting each other you know yeah yeah that was uh that was, uh but yeah no I, it just it really surprised me when i watched them back to back how much i was able to take out of it because while i was watching zoo warriors i was thinking you know, like I don't see how John Carpenter was inspired to make Big Trouble in Little China out of this at all. You know, um, but then once you know, like you watch it just a little bit afterwards, and you're like, oh yeah, I kind of do see where he was getting all that from. Although you know, the plot is completely different from Zoo Warriors in that you actually understand the plot, um, and you can pretty much have a sense of what's going on the whole time. It presents itself really uh, well. Big Trouble. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just the style too. I think he just wanted to like bring that like this the 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 the, the, was the wushu fans yeah. and style to like American movies and like you could tell that in like the the like the the costumes and like the the art direction. Well, like and that you know that was another thing I thought I, I noticed while I was watching Zoo Warriors is the temple where all the um, women live and the countess lives. Yeah. Is very very similar visually to the temple where Lo Pang has his wedding, and the yeah, big final yeah. scene is it looks almost exactly like almost identical. Yeah, there's a couple of even like shots of the, the guys flying through the air with like their their weapons and stuff. They look like stuff from that final battle. Yeah, Wang's Wang's flying through the air and fighting. Uh, is it Thunder? I think right, fighting Thunder. You know, I, I think also it, it just goes down the show too. You know, John Carpenter, extremely talented filmmaker, and 
you know, he had the vision to see in Zoo Warriors, like, hey, there's a lot of potential in this style of filmmaking um, that Americans yeah. just don't have. I mean, up until Big Trouble in Little China, really, there wasn't anything like that. And even Big Trouble in Little China only kind of briefly touches on it. Yeah, because I don't think Big Trouble did very well, so... No, I mean, like, it, it, it's one of those movies that's it's a, a cult classic for sure. You know, anybody who's really into film loves the movie. Um, and geeks and comic book guys will freaking quote it till the... But, I mean, like, as actual box office, I don't think it did very well at all. No, I remember coming out on, like, video, though, and watching it on video and being like, holy shit, this is the funniest it's fucking awesome. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually saw I actually saw it in the theaters. I did. Um, I, I can't remember. I, 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 there's a story behind that too. It was like I was maybe 12 years old or 11 years old or something, and I tried to sneak into a rated R movie and got busted. So I had to go see Little. Like it wasn't like my actual choice to go see Big <laughs> Trouble in Little China. I was actually like trying to go see like Friday the 13th Part Four or something. <laughs> but they busted me trying to sneak in there and freaking, you know, like, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I, I like I, I recovered really fast. So I was like, I'm trying to go see Big Trouble in Little China. I thought that was it. And they're like, no, it's that one. And I was like, oh, okay. The classic. Oh, isn't this, uh, isn't this, uh, clue? Isn't this, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, isn't this clue? Yeah, and that was, I mean, when I was, when I was like 10 or 11, my cousin turned me on to that. We were, we, we bought tickets to go see Can't Buy Me Love and then snuck into the Lost Boys. And it was like the best decision I ever made. <laughs> yeah, I did that, uh, I did that with They Live. The best, the best time is They Live. Uh, I was, I went with my sister, Talia, right? Right. And we're going to the movies, right? And I'm like, she's like, I think she was going to go see this other movie. I was going to go see, I was buying a ticket for that movie, but I was going to go see They Live. Right. So we bought tickets for this other movie, but like she came in with me to see They Live. So like, she's like maybe 10 years old with me and They Live, <laughs> watching They Live with me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's actually like, a pretty. That's a pretty gory movie, actually. <laughs> it's not too bad, but there's like some boobies at the end. We're just like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she she right. was fine. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't too bad of a movie, really. It's like, it could have been worse. <laughs> no, yeah, it definitely could have been worse. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I remember also when Mortal Kombat came out. Um, that it was like when Raiden showed up, it was like, oh, it's that guy from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah. On the, on the flip side, I showed my sister, my other sister, my youngest sister, Big Trouble, like maybe a month ago when she was here. Right. Because she was into like, we were like going to a horror convention. I was like, you haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China? I was right. like, well, you need to see, you need to see this. And I showed it to her, and she, she, she was like, "Meh, it's alright." You're like, "What?" So, yeah, I was like, "I don't think she quite got the fact that Jack Burton such a fuck up." It's it, it's hilarious. Right, right. Kind of. <laughs> the only other person who does that better is possibly um, Bruce Campbell, and uh, yeah, you know, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, and whatnot. You know, because he's he's pretty fantastic too. Although he's not as quite as good as Jack Burton, because Jack Burton, even when he was totally fucking up, he still had like the perfect swagger. You know, like I mean, he, yes. <laughs> you know, you could say what you want about his fighting skills, you could say what you want about, any, but he never lost his swagger, like not even once. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love it's just. 
It's just the best when, like, at the very, like, the very final battle, he like he knocks himself out with like shooting his gun in the air, and yeah. it's like that's the best. It's like he's just knocked your like main like main hero out of the entire final battle. battle basically. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's great, you know, like, <laughs> he, or like my favorite part is whenever uh that like the watcher comes and Lopan's speaking through the watcher <laughs> yeah. and he just pulls out the gun and shoots it, yeah. and they're like, he's like, well, I had to try. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Oh God! What is that? No, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he, and he comes up against the one immortal, and like it's so great because this guy's an immortal. He literally already saw him take on an entire gang of armed street thugs and destroy them all, and he's just like, "Fuck it! I'm gonna go up and punch him in the face." That's right. <laughs> and then when he tries to get, get uh, threaten the one guy, he jumps on his back with a knife. Yeah, you make one wrong move. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't really even think about how much of a fuck up he was, but he definitely was. Like, and like the um, like the one things in like the old school like samurai armor, and he he stabs him with his boot knife, but then it gets stuck on him. So there's the big battle going on, and he's stuck he's under the stuck. armor. <laughs> he's still stuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I watch it like probably, I, now. I've seen it like at least twice this year so i watch it like a few times a year and it's like every time it's like like you, you find out more and more how big of like he's like he like he doesn't factor in the most of the movie no no but <laughs> you know but egg but egg chen or whatever is right he is very very brave throughout the whole thing you know yes. I and mean, he never really backs down from anything no <laughs> oh my god uh, what else is there I still think that the Chinese, I, I think there's something about Chinese culture where their humor's lost on us. Because when, when, in Zoo Warriors, there was a few times where, like, I could tell they were trying really hard to be funny. And I was like, yes, there are jokes in there. But to me, they just, like, weren't that funny. I mean, now, there was a ton of stuff that was really funny that made me laugh about the movie. But they weren't really trying at that point, you know? <clears throat> Yeah, probably, probably. Like I gotta say, the evil blanket. Like, what is that? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, like, I just love the part where the flying swords come at them, and they look at each other, and they're like, <laughs> "Flying swords," you know. And it's like, I'm like, every day they're like, "Oh damn it, flying swords again," you know. <laughs> <laughs> or like the was it the blood crows? Like, what yeah. was that? Blood, blood crows. <laughs> Don't worry about. it. <laughs> I like the part where um, they cut the witch's head off and she falls into the lake. And then, like, the mystic, the monk or whatever, Ting Yang comes back. And then her head flies up out of the lake and explodes. Like, that was pretty <laughs> cool. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they were making up as they went. I don't know. <laughs> it seemed like... Yeah. Um, that's like... That, it, it reminded me of... Um, John Boyle for a while, now John Treese, was really, really obsessed with flying witch head movies from Thailand. Okay. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but in Thailand, there's a whole genre of horror films called flying witch head movies, where um, the story usually goes, there's an evil witch, and somebody goes to stop her and cuts her head off, and then um, her head takes on a life its own and goes to the town and starts murdering people. And there's like like hundreds of these movies and John used to make me watch them and they were pretty awesome. Um it was just you know, I mean and it was like the most prosthetic, like fake, awful flying 
like witch head and that's what it would, it would just go around and kill people and often very creatively like there's this one scene in the one that i had where um there's this pregnant lady and the flying witch head comes like hovering on wires through the uh through the, the thing and then it it actually sucks the baby out of this woman through her vagina <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then flies off with uh, with a decapitated baby doll on the decapitated flying witch head oh my god um and it's a bit scarring it's a bit even though even though like i mean it's so ridiculously fake that there's i mean there's no real gore factor in it but it's still extremely shocking sounds like terrifying <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, like, uh, I saw a lot of elements of that whenever I saw her head fly up and explode. I was like, oh, it's like a flying witch head movie. Um, <laughs> and for those of you out in the audience, there really is a thing. Uh, uh, there's an actual genre of movies about flying witch heads. Oh, Island. We should probably we should probably do that podcast of like flying witch head movies. Yeah, we'll get to the pod like episode six hundred and forty will be the flying witch head episode special. Yes. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. And, you know, actually, I I didn't really think about that because whenever um like whenever John was into him, he was actually like bootleg ordering them from Thailand at like fifteen dollars yeah. a pop. You know, you could probably find them much easier now. You can find anything now, like pretty easy. Which is, I think we've talked about before. Which is kind of like cool, but also kind of like eh, kind of the fun out of like... kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> like it doesn't quite have the magic as whenever we were like, you know, because back then we'd have to actually first raise the money to afford one of the bootlegs to get sent from Hong Kong, and then you had to wait like six weeks for it to show up, and then you know the, when it finally did, it was such an exciting thing, you know. And now it's kind of like. I'll get on Amazon and there it is. Okay, well, click four bucks. Now I got it. Yeah, I was like, I just ordered both of them, the both three Warriors movies, just because I was like, well, they're both like four bucks, and eh, if I get to watch both of them, I can compare them. But. Right now, well, you know, honestly, I'm I I, I bought the uh, bought the 1983 one because I felt like we were going to compare it. We'd have that was the actual movie that inspired John Carpenter. We might as well watch that one. But now I'm kind of thinking I might have to watch the other one because I I really did have a lot of fun with. Up with it, but I'm a sucker for the Taoist myth kind of kung fu movies where they're all superheroes because they're so spiritually enlightened. I think that's just great, you know. I think I think the newer one kind of like really like dives into that one more. It's basically like all the Zoo Warrior, like all the powerful Zoo Warrior guys, and and the, the old one. They basically just follow those guys, and they don't even have like the soldier monk characters. Oh, really? The twin swords yeah, aren't even in the new one. Uh, I think the twin swords are like already in it. Okay. So, so it's it's it's, a, it's about like like heaven and like I think insomnia is the bad guy for some reason his name's insomnia. Right. <laughs> it's a bunch of like flying skulls. Mm. Which is better than a tower of of horns. I mean, I guess I mean they're, they're very like computers they're CGI and they're not the best. It's like early CGI, so it looks like it's almost like a video game. Yeah. But uh, it's, it takes itself very seriously, too. Like, oh, it's... nice. Well, I mean... I, it's, it's, like, it's, it's very serious. The first, the first scene, okay, so in <laughs> Zoo Warriors, one of the very uh, like high sorcerer monk guys is a dude named Longbrows. And he's named this because he has really long eyebrows that he actually fights people with. 
when that happened, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I mean, like, ten minutes in, and a dude is kicking somebody's ass with his eyebrows. I mean, that's fucking enlightenment right there. <laughs> he kept, he kept like, uh, like, what was it, when the, the soldier first met him, he, kept, he like, touched his beard, and... The, the soldier got the beard for some reason and like he was like don't touch my eyebrows and like then he had the eyebrows it was like yeah really weird. like i was like what is that i don't <laughs> what does that mean yeah that was pretty awesome <laughs> i was i was impressed with with old long brows and then um heaven's blade was also cool who was an old man chained to a boulder that really didn't do much more than die uh you know, but that was I, like that was like a re- that was like a really cool like image though. This yeah, chains and that it was. Him, like, it, it was like with the long hair, right? And he was chained up to this huge boulder, and like he could barely hold him hold on to himself. It was really that whole uh, that whole movie was pretty visually well done, uh, with the exception yeah. of I, <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the blood demon, but the rest of it I thought, wow, some of this looks really cool, you know? Yeah, and he was like chained to the the. the the front of basically like the the opening of like like the blood mountain or whatever it is right so people so he could like tell people not to come in basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he, he, made, he chained himself to a boulder just so like he could warn people not to go in any further right because it was evil past where he was um i did like the, fl- was- the chicks flying blanket too i thought i mean yeah it wasn't really convincing as a martial arts weapon but it did look cool in a couple places <laughs> So basically, like the 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 the, the border guy, and then like the long brow guy was basically Egg Shen as like one character. Right, right. That's what <laughs> I I thought too. And then I thought that, um, if, if now I started once I once I kind of was like, oh, they're the twin swords. Then I was like trying to reach to find what the other characters were, and I kind of yeah. thought the Mater D like sort of represented the like the higher form of, um, you know, like the 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 teacher in that one um but i don't know whenever i thought that i was like ah, i might be reaching a little bit Eddie? i love <laughs> yeah i love kim cattrall though as grace law she's awesome oh, sorry, sorry, when she when she enters the the apartment don't worry it's just me gracie law yeah <laughs> I like, well and i love how she I, I love how she basically summarizes herself <laughs> immediately like she's like yeah i'm gracie law and i'm a lawyer who's always getting get myself into trouble to where i don't belong <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> i was like well at least she's self-aware we gotta give her that <laughs> Her entrance is the best. I just recently noticed that line. It's just like, it cracks me up every time. Yeah. Yeah. It is pretty good. And though, was it, was it, uh, yeah, Wang's like uncle? Right. China is here, Jack. He's like, what does that mean? China is yeah. here. What does that mean? I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> China <Yeah>. is here. <laughs> I look at the, and the end is so great. You know, she's sitting there. And he's like, well, I got to go. It's, Aren't you going to kiss her goodbye? And he looks at her and he's like, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. <clears throat> yeah, that was fantastic. I mean, supposedly, I mean, there was a comic that came out that was the sequel uh-huh. to the movie. Like another comic that's going to be like the sequel to a movie, to the movie. Right. For some reason, like this one's getting like a big, like a big deal. Huh. I keep thinking, it's like. This last one was just a sequel to the movie. And I had I bought like the first like twenty issues because mm-hmm. Carpenter Carpenter had like a story cried on it too, right? 
and, and uh, Eric Powell, he was doing it as well. Oh, nice. The goon. Yeah, yeah. And like, what? But like, but like, as soon as they stopped like being involved, like the next issue, it was terrible. Really, well, that sucks. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. And then they did like, I think at this point they did like a big trouble escape from New York. Okay. Crossover and the escape, and the escape from New York comic was was terrible anyway. So yeah. Well, I mean, it's how not... far can you go with that? Like, you know, I mean, Big Trouble looked like it was actually setting itself up for a sequel with the freaking demon in the back and and all that. Um, and I, I think it's it's one of those movies that has aged, like, really well. I think know? so, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I've been to parties where people are just ranting about how great that, that movie is. And, like, my friend, like, who was going to come on... You know, yeah. I mean, he's ridiculous. He he like actually like dresses his girlfriend up like Jack Burton, uh, and I don't even want to. You know, it's crazy, but that sounds that sounds crazy. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> weird. It was a little weird, but it was also a little hot. You know, like we were at a costume party. And yeah. She was like, "Well, I didn't know what to do, so I I so Dave dressed me up like this, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's Jack Burton!" And that was the thing is everybody saw her and was like, "You're Jack Burton," which is a sign that you know, like that was probably 2014, but still, she could walk into a party like a Halloween party dressed as Jack Burton, and people are picking up on it without her actually having to say that she's Jack Burton, you know? Yeah, it's got it's got to be like I don't know about anybody else, but I think it's my top. It's in my. It's, it's got to be my top three Carpenter movies for sure. Like yeah. Yeah, and well, it's, like, it's one of those things that was so groundbreaking, people never really realized how groundbreaking it was. Like, you know, Halloween got a ton of ton of press because it was so, like, just scary, and it launched a whole genre of films. Um, whereas, you know, Big Trouble in Little China actually launched a genre of films, but it took almost 15 years before that genre ever picked up and went anywhere, you know? What's like if you look at all of Carpenter's movies, like he's on the like he's <laughs> like except for Halloween, like my top three is Halloween Thing and Big Trouble. Big right. Trouble and the Thing are both were both like not very well received at first, but now they're like so influential. Yeah, and and, and so like, many people say that that's those are you know the movies that made them want to make movies and that kind of thing. You know, I think actually like, what, though, what kind of what kind of, what kind of word was that? What, what kind of word was that when like the thing and big trouble were not like accepted. It's like, yeah. Like people didn't really think that disgusting. was great. You know, you know, honestly, I, I would, I would actually agree with you except for, I really got a lot more respect for assault on pre six, uh, 13. And I mean, I had mm. seen it before, but like watching it just for this podcast, I, I was like, wow, this is really awesome. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's like number four, like right. I, as much as I love, they live and like escape. Like I think assault and big trouble are like yeah out of the way. Well, Even and, and you, know, you like, gotta think they live, they live is another they live is another big cult film that um, I don't think did very well either. No, it it was it it I don't even think it it was in the like it wasn't even in the theaters for a couple of weeks. But I mean, it's a huge freaking influence on popular culture. Like you know, I mean, freaking Shepard Ferry, the big graffiti artist. Like based all of his graffiti on they live, you know. He and Rowdy Roddy Piper was in it, so there's that. I can't forget that. I'm pretty sure that's why I went. To, I'm pretty sure that's why I went to see it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I mean, and Rowdy Roddy Piper is freaking awesome, and he should have been in way more freaking acting gigs because he was amazing. 
Um, I know, it was so good. Yeah, did you ever watch um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Have you ever watched that show? Yeah, I've seen like a few seasons. Have you seen the maniac, the Roddy Piper's character in, in that, the wrestler? No. Oh my Which god. He, he doesn't show up until much later, um, like maybe season eight or season nine, but yeah, no, uh, he plays a character who I think was supposed to be a one-off, but he was so good that they made him like a rent, you know, like every so many episodes he would show up and, and his name was the maniac and he was basically this freaking professional wrestler who like wasn't really famous at all, but was just like this, like he was exactly what he said he was. He was the maniac and it's, oh man, it's so fucking great. You got to definitely check oh, that out. Oh man. Yeah, definitely. Cause he was so good. He should have yeah. been like more stuff like for sure. But. Yeah. He, he left us too soon. Did you, uh, speaking of wrestling, did you have you watched Glow yet? You should probably watch. Yes, yep. I thought that was pretty good. Um, watch Glow. To... There's actually a really good documentary to watch with it. Uh, not sure what it's called. I might actually be also called Glow, and it's a documentary of the the story that that's based on. You know, like it's actually about the the girls and and that guy. But yeah, I thought Glow was pretty good. I I, I watched it in a day, so I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was like 10 episodes, like half-hour episodes. Like, that's how I like them, for sure. And, yeah. And I thought everybody was fucking, oh, man. Like, <laughs> I was, it was episode seven with the uh, the montage to, like, the Transformers song. Right. This, like, Dare song while they're, like, training in the backyard with, like, like, like Brodus Clay and stuff. I was like, that's, it was so, it was fantastic. Right, yeah, Brodus Clay was the, wasn't <laughs> that. And I was actually kind of hoping to see a few more wrestlers there yeah was, there were some wrestlers in it but um yeah it was with john morrison slash johnny mundo was in the first episode but then they like fired him yeah and yeah and in the next like in the second like episode i was like oh man because he's really he's really funny yeah and johnny morrison's an awesome he's a very yeah. talented wrestler too or john john mundo I, I, me and paul were actually watching the um lucha underground and he's really good in that too mm. i just got netflix so yeah I've seen. I watched like the first couple of seasons. It's on on Netflix, and yeah, he's like one of the main guys. Oh, is Lucha Underground on on Netflix? Yeah, the first I think two or three seasons. Nice, so. nice. Yeah, I'll definitely have yeah. to. We were actually watching it on their website or somewhere. I can't remember, but um, that was when Paul was like really into it. But uh, we're gonna probably start Strand, and we're at the half hour mark. Um, which okay. I feel like we could probably talk a lot more about Big Trouble because it's Big Trouble and it is. I mean, is I would say it's it's one of the top movies of the '80s that nobody really recognized at the time, and it took you know maybe 15 or 20 years before people started recognizing that it was a really great movie. Uh, but of course, it's kind of yeah. hard to say because there were a lot of great movies in the '80s. <laughs> yeah, you know? I did '86. It was '86, and I just. It's sad because at work we have a hangman board. Right. There's like four of us, and we've been doing movie quotes. So my movie quote was, and like nobody, nobody would fucking get it. It was like so sad. <laughs> that sucks. Come on, guys. Big trouble in China. And they just like, I, yeah, I don't see it. It's like, oh, God. 
Wow. And see, like, <laughs> you guys and, and, and that's, I, I, that's so weird. I guess it, it might be to do with my friends are, are, are all our age, but, and they're all geeks or whatever, but that would be like blasphemy to not recognize the big trouble in life, little China quit. They were like, what the hell's the matter with you? I know. I figured it was gonna be easy too, because it's like a, it was a small quote too. I like right. All the reflexes. It's like, it's and the one, the one in the reflexes. The one, one lady before I left, I was, I was like, I was like, I was like, you have to guess this before you leave, because if not, I'm go- I'm leaving for two weeks. So you don't want this like hanging up on the board for two weeks, right. And not knowing where it is. She's like, well, I got the it's all in the part, but what's the last word? I was like, <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> so funny. much. I was like, first of all, I know I'm old, but come on, it hurts so much. Right, right. <laughs> we work, we work in a place where we watch movies all day. Yeah. you should know movies. <laughs> yeah, you should come at least. On. Know, I mean, at least know John Carpenter movies. You know, come on, come on. I mean, sure, come Stanley on. Kubrick's got some weird quotes. I was actually reading. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm right now. I'm reading um, the guitarist from Joy Division and New Order's autobiography, and surprisingly enough. He was saying that Stanley Kubrick was like one of the huge influence on Joy Division's music. I'm not sure if you're a big Joy Division fan or not, but um, you can kind of see it. Like once he said it, I was like, "Yeah, I guess I can kind of see that." I think I remember reading about uh, oh, what's his name? Fuck, the lead singer Ian Curtis, the one who killed himself. Yeah, he's a big, big. Uh... Like movie fan yes buff. he was a big film buff so he, and, and and that's what that's where it came from was when he was talking about when they were young yeah and they would like try and get inspiration from something from films they would watch it was like they would either watch stanley kubrick or like old movies from the 40s he said that he was they were really big into like old movies and stuff like that and, isn't, it, isn't there a rumor that there's a, a Vernon herzog movie on when like when he hung up like didn't he didn't he hang himself he did. Wasn't there like a supposedly a, a Werner Herzog movie on at the time? And that's that's very possible. I, I'm not sure about that. There's all kinds of myths about his suicide, and most of them are are just that that they're you know kind of urban myths. Um, but it is very possible that there'd be a, a, a Werner Herzog movie or some sort of movie on because like it definitely in the autobiography I'm reading now it talked about how you know, movies, and they were kind of pretentious film bastards, yeah. you know. <clears throat> but that would almost make sense, you know. Yeah. I get all my Joy Division information from the 24-hour Party People movie. Right. And, and That's, it's, all I, That's all I Yeah, and it seems like that was a little bit... I mean, I and I don't know. I mean, I, all I really have it from is from reading this, this uh, yeah, yeah. the guitarist's autobiography but you know he he says in it that a lot of this stuff um that you see about ian curtis was kind of like blown up after the fact because his music was so kind of like ominous and mysterious that people just sort of write wrote their own history about him they said you know really he was kind of a cheerful guy and nobody was really seeing it coming and until like after the fact um and, mm. and they were like you know after the fact and we we actually listened to the music again we were like, oh, yeah, you know, this whole thing was kind of a big cry for help. But that he was actually so good at covering that, that that they just sort of thought he was he was just a really, really good writer. And they didn't really associate it with him because he was so, mm. you know, like cheerful and weird. So, yeah, yeah, that sucks. Uh, I think I, I'm, I'm kind of like I'm a like moderate division fan. So it's like 
but yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I really like them, but I mean, it's not like they're my favorite, but I do think that that was pretty cool. So, all right. My shuffle. I'm like, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this. <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, man, maybe uh, I'll go to the next one. As it goes, like, I guess I'll skip past. I feel bad, but eventually I'll feel in the mood to listen to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. All right. Well, I guess um, we'll figure out another movie to watch. And next week we'll be watching this live. So tune in. and Or we'll actually be together and not on opposite sides of the coast and whatnot. So that'll be pretty cool. There's something like, I don't know, maybe we'll have some other people on. Maybe we'll see what we Yeah, we'll maybe we try and scrap somebody up. Paul will do it. Maybe we can I'll force <laughs> Paul to watch a movie with us. Okay. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, Like, subscribe, and comment, all that good stuff. Please comment. Nobody comments. Please Nobody comment. Nobody ever comments. Yeah, somebody Come comment. <laughs> Somebody's right. listening, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right.